Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Walk On Radio Humps. You're catching up. You know, we this last week, it was kind of even. We only had a couple different picks. B- both ended up losing two of them, but I'm still ahead. I'm a little bit nervous. I- I'm, I've been the king for four weeks now. I've been holding it down. What's going on with you, Humph? You, you still uh, you still mad at me? You're sad? I know this was your big, you're the big pick guy, and I, I'm still winning. Well, uh, you know, this week, both both a successful week for us. Uh, not enough different picks to really gain any uh, leverage in the standings, but uh, I'm going to stand on the hill that says uh, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And so I'm just going to keep keep going with my gut, not going not gonna to stretch out anything, but uh, I've got a feeling this week there's going to be some different picks, but we'll see. Yeah, we got a lot of college picks this week, some really good games. We had a really good week last year when it came to the football games. A lot of ups or a couple upsets, a couple big games. We're gonna get all into it. But first, let's talk about something that we already saw coming. Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback, has declared for the draft. He had his one game against Central Arkansas, which we will discuss later in the game in the podcast. Now, I know we saw this coming, but uh, how do you feel about Trey Lance finally com- uh, committing and declaring for the draft? I mean, it was inevitable. We knew that uh, that that it was it was basically a one game showcase for Trey Lance and North Dakota State. Uh, him playing in the spring really really wouldn't benefit him much just because of how close it is to the NFL draft. Um, you know, I think it was fine for a one game deal, but I also wouldn't. I think I talked about last episode how I wouldn't put too much value in in one game. Um, you know, a lot of people saying were saying that he wasn't as efficient uh, as as he's been in the past. You know, he threw his first collegiate interception, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't even pay any attention to that. That that happens. It was his first game uh, this season, first game as a team for the Bison, and he's still in my mind a top ten, top fifteen pick in the first round. Yeah, it was definitely not your normal North Dakota State game, but still show they they were able to showcase what he can do and what the Bison could do. Now, let me ask you this. Where does, you know, everyone's had him, it's, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then Trey Lance. You have him above Justin Fields or below him? Man, uh, you know, I'm going to put him below him um, for the simple fact that Justin Fields is doing it at Ohio State. Um, I think talent-wise, they're similar. I think they have a lot of the same similarities uh, in a, in skill set. You know, they, they're they're efficient passers they've got big strong arms but you know they really really turn a lot of heads with their running ability uh, you know I think Trey Lance might be a better runner than Justin Fields but I think they're similar uh, and so because Justin Fields plays in the Big Ten I'll put him number two behind Trevor Lawrence but Trey Lance is a very close third and then another question about the North Dakota State Bison with Trey Lance now leaving, they're going to have to find a new guy to step up. You know, doing it, playing one game and leaving, and I know they play, they're, they're only playing one game in the fall, they now play in the spring. Do you think this is going to affect the team really bad? I know they still have a really good team around them, but losing their starting quarterback, and especially a star like Trey Lance, could affect the team. Do you think uh, the North Dakota State is going to go up, down, stay where they are? And uh, how, how much pressure do you think the coaching and the quarterbacks will have in this little offseason until they go to spring? Well, again, and I preached on how it was their first game, so let's not let's not say ah, uh, you know, whatever about North Dakota State. But what I will say, one one observation point, uh, despite them winning that I made, is they didn't look like North Dakota State has in the past, Dalton. They didn't look like they've won eight out of the last nine national championships. Um, and you gotta you gotta figure that 
with Trey Lance, you know, the the Walter Payton uh, award winner, which is the the FCS level Heisman, the fresh the National Freshman of the Year, National Championship MVP, losing that guy, that figure is going to really take a toll on a on a talented uh, you know, unbelievable fran or not franchise, it's college, but university like North Dakota State. And um and so, you know, I, I imagine they have a good backup quarterback, and I'm sure that they're, they're going to win a lot of ball games in the spring. But it would be foolish to say that that won't, won't be a, uh, bit of a bit of a problem going in. Are they still your national championship contender? Are they still the number one team, undoubtedly? Or do you, you think that it's going to finally have a little – this might be a more of a matchup in the FCS? I, you know, I think you probably still have to keep them as the favorite. Uh, I just think that you could make a case that the gap between them and the rest of the field uh, has closed. And so, you know, if you're betting North Dakota State versus the field, you might, you know, be a little more inclined to take the field this year. Yeah, and we're, we're going to see all of that in the spring. It's going to be this FCS spotlight, a lot of really good games. We'll see if North Dakota State will be able to get hold the number one spot. Uh, let's get on to college football, our scores from last week. The first one I want to talk about is BYU. BYU beat Louisiana Tech 45-14. to now, I know it's Louisiana Tech, and they're, they're not very good. But BYU, they're looking like a top-10 team. What do you think about that in BYU? Uh, well, first off, I don't think Louisiana Tech is, is you know, a bad program. I think, think they've had some, some talent over the years. And so 45-14 over, over any team uh, like that is definitely a big win. And, and for BYU – They've come out strong, you know. At first, they 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 whooped up on Navy, and it kind of looked like that was just a, a Navy's really bad game. But uh, BYU is uh, looking pretty special. I like what I see out of that quarterback. Yeah, Zach Wilson, the quarterback. I know he's now in the Heisman running. He is top ten. Do you see him making a good run for the Heisman? I know you're always big about these teams that don't have a or that haven't won before. Like your deck, Dak Prescott MVP. They don't win before. They come in and they have a surprise. Could he make a good run for the Heisman Trophy? I think he could. Uh, I've, I've talked about with the Heisman Trophy that it's it's kind of a team award, uh, too, if you will. And so if BYU has continued success, I, you know, I could definitely see this guy uh, in it at the end. Yeah, and another, another quarterback that is in the Heisman running and is actually top three, top four is Florida and Kyle Trask. They beat South Carolina 38-24. to and I don't know if you know this, but another man in the Heisman running is Kyle Pitts, tight end for Florida, which I am – that is my vote. Give a tight end the Heisman. It's about time. <laughs> Florida, and we were talking about this but right before we started. Aaron, you might put Florida in your top four now, huh? How's Florida looking for you? Man, Kyle Trask is, is exceeding any expectations uh, that he had. Uh, he, he looks like he could be the best quarterback in the SEC, and I, Florida is definitely a team to look out for going forward. Yeah, and the, another thing about Florida that makes them so good is that their run game is there and they have a really good defense. So they're finally putting everything together. They finally have their quarterback that, you know, they always, when you play for the Florida Gators, you're always going to get compared to Tim Tebow. And they're having similar like numbers, both really good quarterbacks. So Florida could make a run for his money. You know, they're going to have to see Alabama later and possibly in the SEC championship. So we'll be keeping an eye on Florida. The next game I want to talk about is uh, very disappointing for us and very disappointing for me. I had Texas number four. I had them. I said, this is the year. We both love Texas. This was the year. They're finally going to do it. But we said, the Big 12, you never know. They're going to lose to these teams that you never expected. And Texas loses to TCU 33-31. Pretty much takes the Big 12 out of playoff contention. 
What happened with this game against TCU? Uh, just, you know, same stuff, a new day. Uh, every year, Texas seems to disappoint. Um, the talent's there, undoubtedly. You know, when they get off the bus, you, you can't deny that they uh, are one of the more impressive teams in the nation, but it doesn't matter. Uh, you can't, you know, I think I saw a stat where in the last five years, they've lost to the most non-ranked uh, teams in the nation as, as, a, as a ranked team. And it's just unacceptable, you know. I I talked about how I really like TCU this year, and I like Gary Patterson, and uh, but I just I just didn't think that that would happen this week. I thought this this Texas team was different. Obviously, I was wrong. Um, obviously, Big Twelve championship hopes are still alive for Texas, being that OU isn't isn't as good as as a lot of people thought. But any any shot they had at making the college football playoff is is gone in my mind. Yeah, Texas really need to keep it going, especially with OU losing. They had it in their hands. They probably could have made a good run, but they lose a TCU fall. Where Where is your stance on Sam Ellinger now? I know he was a big Heisman runner. He He's their senior. He's their guy. Is he still going to be a Heisman contender, even though he's lost this game like this? That's going to be a pretty tough mountain to climb. Uh you know, Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields are, are the favorites in my in my mind. I don't see those two losing this year, and so it's just it's just gonna be tough uh, to climb that mountain. I love love Sam Ellinger. I think he has a lot of heart. He's a great leader. He's one of the best best quarterbacks in Texas history, but I don't see a Heisman happening in his future. Yeah, with one loss, you know, there's always that you never know what could happen. Maybe Texas could make the run for its money and have this dreamlike end of season and end up being in the final four. But, uh, you know, they're playing Oklahoma next. And if they lose that game, that pretty much wipes out the Big 12 from the Final Four, which is surprising. It means we could have two SEC teams in the playoffs. You never know. Big 10, something crazy could happen uh, now that there's not going to be a Big 12 team in because Oklahoma has lost two games. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is Tennessee and Missouri. Tennessee uh, wins against Missouri 35-12. to Is Tennessee a contender? I know in the SEC they got a lot of hard teams to play, but they're doing well. They're they're number 14 in the nation, one of the best recruiting classes. Are you on the Tennessee train yet? Uh, Dalton, I am not. Uh, You know, if if they were coached by uh, Coach Duggs, you know, if you follow Barstool Sports and NCAA um, pop culture, you'd know that 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 Tennessee team was was legit. But uh, this Tennessee team's not, and I think – I think they, I think they're building off of a great couple years of recruiting, um, and I think, I think Rocky Top is, you know, one day can be good, but there's just too many big fish in uh, in the SEC pond, and I don't, I don't see Tennessee really being a big dog in that one. Now let me ask you this, you know, uh, there's always a scenario of if this team wasn't in the SEC, could they be good? If you put Tennessee in a different conference, do you think they would be a contender? Yeah, I think contenders a strong word because uh, I don't even know where they would go. I mean, I guess I guess you could say the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve, but I don't. Those geographically don't even really make all that much sense. And so, you know, I think this, I think it'd be the same thing in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, I think the Big Ten can can make a case that it's it's right up under the SEC. Um, so, you know, contenders a strong word, but I think. I think a top 15, top 20 team year to year is is more realistic. Yeah, and, and Tennessee has a big game this week that's one of our pick'em games. They're going to prove see if they can prove themselves against a really tough SEC team. Now, we talked about the Red River rivalry, Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma loses to Iowa State 37 to 30. Now, is Oklahoma really bad or is Iowa State good? They, you know, they, every year they come around, they surprise people. 
Brock Purdy, he had a rough week one, but now he's come back. He's played two really good games, and they beat Oklahoma. What's going on with Oklahoma? Well, I, Oklahoma's not as good as, as everyone thought, uh, and I, I think 0-2 proves that. It's the first time they've lost back-to-back Big 12 games uh, since 1998. So that's that's 22 years. Uh, I mean, that's that's obviously – there's a problem. You know, that's – I think Oklahoma can turn it around and, and win some games. Uh, they've got a big one against Texas this week. But, yeah, anytime you have to go into uh, Iowa State – uh, that's a tough one. You know, Iowa State has kind of been known for taking down the top dogs the last couple years. Uh, Brock Purdy played a really good game the other night. And uh, I think I think Iowa State's a good team. I think think OU is a disappointing team. Yeah, and like I said, they, they have a big game against Texas, their big rivalry. So can you officially take Oklahoma out of the Final Four and Spencer Rattler out of the Heisman running? 100% without, without batting an eyelash. And that, that just shows another thing about how this whole, the hype coming into the season, you know, he was he was top three in the Heisman running without even playing significant downs. He comes in, struggles a little bit, and just like that, he's out of the running. That shows that, you know, sometimes how they look on paper doesn't play out, but he's still going to be a good player. They still might win a couple games. But seems, he, like, uh, seems like I know two guys that uh, might have predicted that, huh? Yeah, you, and you know, I was still a little, little cautious, but you were full on. He's not, he's not what Oklahoma has been, and you're 100% right. Uh, another Oklahoma State or Oklahoma team I want to talk about is Oklahoma State. They beat Kansas forty-seven to seven. I think everybody saw that coming. Oklahoma State is now ranked ten. You know they had a first, a rough first game, but they also didn't have their starting quarterback. Now they're making a run. Can they be? Can they win the Big Twelve this well, year? Well, they're honestly they're the Big 12's last hope uh, at making the college football playoff. Uh, it'd be it'd be foolish to say that if they didn't run the table, you know you beat OU, beat Texas, beat Iowa State, those guys that they wouldn't have a chance at the final four and so if you're if you're just a big 12 fan uh then you gotta root gotta root for the pokes here yeah and that's uh that's another thing that you stated you were big on oklahoma state you know you like their offense you like the team and they're now making a good run they they could have a surprise season be that this new lsu team that comes out of nowhere and runs the table we'll be keeping an eye on oklahoma state uh, another team that keeps winning and another one of our boys is north carolina they beat boston college 26 to 22 North Carolina, can they compete with Clemson? Uh, yes, I think they can. I think North Carolina is the truth. Uh, they're not better than Clemson. I will not say that. Clemson is my clear-cut number one, and I'm not going to change my mind on that. But North Carolina is the truth, and Mac Brown is the leader of that. Sam Howell is playing his tail off at the quarterback position. And, I, you know, uh, aside from Miami – you know, in the ACC, I definitely say that uh, this is a, a two-horse race in Clemson and North Carolina. And how much credit do you put to Mac Brown and changing the offense? You know, he comes from Texas. He takes a couple years off, and he comes back and coaches this team. How much credit can you give him for bringing this this program back to where it needs to be? I think you got to give him all the credit. Uh, you know, North Carolina was a was a basketball only school um, in, in in our lifetime for sure. I've never. North Carolina's never really been relevant in college football, and Mac Brown gets there. That's that's kind of where he uh, where he originated, and, and so he you know it was important for him to get back uh, into coaching, and the opportunity came about for North Carolina, and look at them now. You know they're a top ten team in the nation, and so I think you I think you got to give old Mac Brown a lot of credit on that. Yeah, he's doing a great job. I the first game that I really noticed uh, North Carolina is last year when they played Clemson, and they they almost beat them the whole game. They were doing really well. Came down to the wire. Trevor Lawrence does Trevor Lawrence things. Really good game. It shows Mac Brown's nobody's doing. And uh, we, we were high on North Carolina then. We still are now. And they are rolling. Another team of the ACC 
is Virginia. They lose to Clemson 41-23, another dominant performance. Now they're playing – Clemson is playing Miami this week, one of our pick'em games. Uh, do you is this going to end up being a, a Big Twelve shootout where it's offense only? Or do you think the defense will step up and make a make a change? Are you, in Clemson, Miami. Clemson, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I think you got two really really special quarterbacks. Uh, could when it's all said and done, the two best quarterbacks in the nation this season. Um, and so, uh, you know, both have good defenses, but man, uh, I could see a lot of points happening in this one. Yeah, every week Trevor Lawrence has shown that Clemson is a real deal. They put up so many numbers. Virginia, they put up 23. There always seems to be in the picture, but not not enough. Another team, Virginia Tech, they're always in and out of the picture. They beat Duke 38-31. to Anything on Virginia Tech, do you think they could be up there with the Miamis and the Clemson, or they're going to have to wait a couple years? I think I think they still have to wait a couple years. Uh, they, they've obviously had good years. They've had some good quarterbacks in the past. You know, Tyrod Taylor of recent was a good player. Um, you know, I think with a couple good recruiting classes, you could put them in the in the conversation for being, you know, giving a Clemson a run at their money. But for now, I think they're they're just gonna be fighting to be in the top twenty five. Yeah, they're always in the ACC title picture, but never really above that. And even if they usually will lose to Clemson by a lot. Uh, another team, Cincinnati. They beat South Florida twenty-eight to seven. Is the is Cincinnati is the American Conference for Cincinnati to lose? They've been looking real dominant. Is there anybody that you think can compete with them right now? Oh, SMU for sure. I think SMU and uh, uh, Shane Bouchelle. Uh, you know, they're they're the only four and team in America for college football at the moment, and so. I'm actually really excited about the AAC. I think there's a lot of a lot of good storylines there. You know, you got Houston, uh, you've got you've got Memphis is a good program, uh, UCF. I mean, there's there's a lot of good talent in that conference, and so I really think it it could be a, a couple teams uh, conference title. Yeah, the conference, uh, the American Conference has always been really competitive, really good games. And uh, you know, speaking of SMU, that was one of our pick'em games. We both picked them to beat Memphis, and they won thirty to uh, thirty to twenty seven. Shane Bouchelle. You know, in the first week against Texas State, really struggled. And we were both worried about it. I thought it was going to be a high-power shootout. It ended up not being a low-scoring game. But Shane Bouchelle has slowly shown himself as a leader. Could you put Bouchelle in the Heisman ranking? Probably, you know, I would say probably not. But SMU is currently the best team in Texas. How do you feel about Shane Bouchelle? Well, I'd say that Shane Bouchelle has has as much of a chance as the BYU quarterback, you know, a non-Power 5 school. But again, if if they run the table, win a lot of ball games, win a conference championship, you know, get to that, you know, New Year's Six Bowl as, as an at-large, then yeah, I think I think he could be a finalist for the Heisman for sure. Yeah, and there's so many teams in the uh, American Conference that are competing. Memphis, you know, Memphis has always been a number one contender. They've been struggling right now. Do you think it's because of the coaching changes and who they lost? You know, they had Brady White come back, the quarterback. They've just been struggling offensively. What do you think that has to account to? Uh, I think last year was was kind of a Cinderella year for Memphis. Uh, obviously, they are on the ups, but uh, it looks like the coaching staff change it could be detrimental to uh, their season this year. So let me ask you this. You have SMU, you have UCF, Cincinnati, and then Tulsa. And Tulsa has been surprising a lot of people too. Out of those four teams, who do you think is the best in the American Conference? Oh, man. Um, At this point, give me me the ponies. I'll I'll, I'll go SMU. I'm going to ride that train until the wheels fall off. I'm a big Shane Bouchelle guy. Uh, Reggie Robertson, uh, their their stud receiver, is really, really making a lot of noise. And so... I think 
I think uh, there's a lot of a lot of good college football in Dallas, Texas right now. Yeah, and it'll definitely come down to the wire in that conference. We might have a really good championship team. Uh, don't sleep on UCF. They got that quarterback that is throwing it around. So Bad they, loss, bad loss, though, for, for him. Yeah, uh, and then Houston, they're finally getting their first game. We'll see how that goes. They've always seen to put themselves into the picture. We're going to pick that game later as well. Uh, moving on to another team, LSU. Disappointing loss to Mississippi State. But they come back. They beat Vanderbilt 41-7. Is LSU back, or is it because they played Vanderbilt? Well, I think it's because they played Vanderbilt, but what I also what I also want to bring up about that is that uh, if you remember correctly, uh, the Texas A&M Fighting Aggies beat Vanderbilt seventeen to twelve, and so <laughs> if that that says anything about where A&M truly is in relation to an LSU uh, and other foes in the SEC, then uh, you just look at the scorch against Vandy. And uh, with LSU, are they still – are they behind – would you put LSU behind Georgia and Auburn, which is going to be another game we talk about, or do you still think they're right above them and right next to Florida and Alabama? Uh, I'd probably put LSU somewhere between Georgia and Auburn. I think I think they could be as good as an Auburn. You know, Auburn disappointed this last week. I had them picked – over Georgia, and I was I was disappointed with what I saw, and I was I was pleased with what I saw with Georgia. And, you know, I think they I think they played really good, uh, and so I'd put Georgia over LSU uh, and kind of kind of that middle of the pack uh, SEC level. Yeah, and another SEC team, a uh, team that we picked, Georgia beats Auburn twenty seven to six. Now I know you had Auburn, big bone Knicks guy. I had Georgia. I thought it was going to be JT Daniel season, but it was not. It was Stetson Bennett, quarterback I've never heard of before. Comes out those 240 yards and a touchdown. Wins the game for Auburn. Is Georgia a contender or is Auburn really disappointing? I think it's both. Uh, I think I think Auburn. I don't think they're disappointing. I think they lost to a good Georgia team, but I definitely think Georgia uh, can make a case for that second SEC spot uh, in the playoffs. You know, I think I think it's going to come with the Big 12 out. Let's say they're out. Okay, I think it comes down to. There's going to be a second Big Ten team, and there's going to, or there's going to be a second SEC team, and so I think I think Georgia can be that second team behind Bama, uh, and so yeah, I guess you could call them a contender. Yeah, and Georgia Georgia's really had this this really weird quarterback situation. They they run through four different quarterbacks. You know, Jamie Newman he leaves. They have that Mathis guy struggles. He's not playing. Stetson Bennett comes in dominates even with JT Daniels on the roster. So Georgia, they, I think they finally found their guy and they're going to run with them. Uh, Auburn, they're going to make a run for it. But after losing this game, it's, they're probably going to gonna have an uh, uphill battle to face. Uh, and more SEC and another pick them is Alabama versus A&M. Alabama wins 52-24. to Now, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought A&M could make a run for their money. You said Bama by a quadrillion, and you're absolutely right. Alabama have won that game out from the start. Mac Jones is looking like that dude. Is this the Alabama we've always seen as a dynasty back? Uh, I'm afraid so, Dalton. I'm afraid that the Alabama Roll Tide Nation is back. Mac Jones looks like a Heisman Trophy quarterback, and they've got some dudes on offense. So are, are you saying that you think it's going to be another Clemson-Alabama National Championship? Man, it's... Uh... It's looking like it, Dalton. It's looking like it's looking like part three for sure. And if you were if you were a head coach or an offensive coordinator for you know a university or in the NFL, Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence? Ooh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is is one of the most highly sought out prospects in in a long time, probably since Peyton Manning, really. 
Uh, and so definitely Trevor Lawrence, but Mac Jones is, is showing a lot of good things lately. Yeah, I said uh, I said a lot of bad things about Alabama. I didn't even put them in my final four. How foolish I'm going to look at the end when they do what they always do. <laughs> but I still think Florida is going to be – I think Florida-Alabama is going to be a really good game if that ever comes around. I think Florida will make the final four, like I said. But now, the big, now that my Texas surprise was gone, I think Alabama will come back in and do what they always do because they're Alabama. Our final pick was our one FCS game. We talked about it earlier, North Dakota State and Central Arkansas. Now, you said the Bison were going to roll through the Bears by a lot. I thought it was going to be a close one, and I was right. Uh, they ended up losing a close one, but, man, how good does Central Arkansas look running with the Bison? Well, it was definitely a good look on Central Arkansas's part. Uh, a team that I really think has been pretty disappointing uh, this far in the fall. You know, I think they, they've played some close games that shouldn't have been close, uh, but you know, they come out against the defending FCS national champions and, and give them a run for their money at their place. Uh, I think I think it showed that, you know, it looked like it was North Dakota State's first game and it looked like it was Central Arkansas's fourth game. Uh, and so, you know, I definitely think that played a big role. But, yeah, hats off to, uh, hats off to the Bears for uh, hanging with the Bison. Yeah, and we saw – we've seen Central Arkansas. We've talked about them this whole year. Now, let me ask you this. In the fall, when everything is hopefully back to normal, we're doing everything regular, how do you think the Southland Conference is going to look now that we've seen Central Arkansas do really well? You've seen Bailey Zappi and Houston Baptist throw for thousands of yards and their offense doing really well. And you, you know how we play. You know how there are many good teams in Southland Conference. You know, Incarnate Word, Nichols, McNeese. How do you think the Southland Conference is going to be really even, or will there be you know the three good teams and the rest will be you know middle of the pack? I think the Southland Conference is a is a copied image of the Big Twelve, Dalton. I think you know coming into the year you got you got your three you know you got your three teams with Texas, OU, Oklahoma State. Well, I think I think the same goes for the Southland. You know you've got your your Sam Houston, your Nichols, your your Central Arkansas. And sometimes you're southeastern Louisiana, and then you know the teams after them kind of kind of fall behind. But those team win those teams win games. I mean, Incarnate Word has beaten some teams. Lamar's beaten some teams. Uh, McNeese is a tough place to play, and so you know those are your those are your TCU's, your Iowa State's, your West Virginia's, your Baylor's. And, and I think I, you know I I would argue to say that the Southland and the Big Twelve really share a lot of similarities. And you know in in the FCS there are the Big Three conferences. Is it time to finally say that there is a big four and finally put the Southland in that running as, you know, the big four of the FCS football? You know, uh, you know, the Southland needs to win some more playoff games. Um, you know, Sam Houston is really the only Southland school to have mass success in the playoffs uh, historically. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that they're close. I think they're closing the gap on, on becoming, you know, maybe a big four to that big three. But, you know, for now, I think I think the power reigns uh, with the CAA, the Big Sky, and the Missouri Valley Conference. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a really fun fall. And then even spring, coming up spring with us playing in the fall when we get everybody back. And like we said earlier, it'll be nice to see North Dakota State and see what they can do in the spring as well. Uh, so that was all the scores. Now we get on to our picks. The NFL doesn't have very many competitive games this week. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of nothing. So we have a lot of college picks this week. A lot of good games too. We're gonna start off with you know we were talking about American Conference, Tulane versus Houston. 
couple years ago, they had a really good game. I think this is Houston's first game because of Corona. Yep. They haven't been able to play. Uh, is this Tulane's first game, or they've already played? No, Tulane has played uh, three games, actually. They're 2-1 and one right now. So definitely definitely going to have the upper hand and experience this season. So uh, tell me who you got. You know, Houston's always contender. Tulane is always contender. Who Who's going to win this game? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Uh, I, think, I think that last week we saw that Playing four games before another team has played one uh, plays a big role. Uh, and, and, and my example is Central Arkansas versus North Dakota State. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the same strategy here. Tulane's played three games. This will be their fourth. Houston hasn't stepped on a field yet. So give me Willie Fritz and Tulane. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going Tulane as well. You know, just Houston not being able to play is going to really affect them. They're gonna, I think they're going to be really sloppy. But uh, they do have a lot of athletes, so it could end up being something different. They have Clayton Toon at quarterback. You know, De'Aaron King transfers. He's at Miami now. We know about how he's doing there. Clayton Toon has gotten his time to play, so we'll see how he does. But uh, I'm going Tulane. Give me Tulane. The next game, Mississippi State-Kentucky. You know, Mississippi State has a great game against LSU, and then they lose the next game. And then Kentucky, they've been really rocky, but they've been doing what they got to do. Who are you taking for this game? Man. Dalton. Uh, I got a good feeling this is going to be the first different pick uh, of the day. Uh, you know, Mississippi State dethrones the defending national champions in week one. Mike Leach throws for a thousand yards, uh, but pretty disappointing against Arkansas the next week. And and I would consider Arkansas at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the SEC. So for that. Give me the home team. Give me the Kentucky Wildcats. I don't care if it's basketball or football. I'm taking Kentucky Blues. You talking about bottom of the barrel. Kentucky is right there with them. Look, I know Mississippi State has been real wishy-washy, but they still threw for 600 yards against the national champions. I love Mike Leach. I think Mississippi State is going to get it done. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win by as much. I don't think they're going to throw 600 yards, but they're definitely going to beat Kentucky. There's no doubt about it. Give me the Bulldogs. Mississippi State in in a good game, in a good offensive game for Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Next game is another is another good ma- matchup. We got Temple versus Navy. Navy started off really bad. They ended up winning some games, doing okay. Temple, they're okay, very okay teams. Who are we going for this one? So uh, this will this will be Temple's first ball game, but uh, I've watched enough Navy football to know that they suck, Dalton. They're terrible this year, and so give me give me the Temple Owls. Um, yeah, you know, Temple, a famous Temple alum is uh, the XFL's MVP last season, PJ Walker. And so uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to stick to my XFL roots and, and take Temple here. Yeah, Navy they they're really disappointed for me. We both really liked Navy in the beginning, then we find out that they don't they didn't practice in contact at all because of corona. And I get it. But uh, that you can't do that. I will never pick Navy this year because of that. I like Temple. I think uh, I think Temple is going to do really well. Could the Navy surprise? Yes, of course they can surprise and end up winning. But I'm going to stick with the safe pick and go with Temple. Uh, next game, two really good teams: Pittsburgh and Boston College. Boston College lost a close one to UNC. Our guys, Pitt has been dominating for some reason. That I picked, I picked them to lose last time. I was wrong. Will I pick them again? We're about to find out. Pittsburgh versus Boston College. Who you got? Man, if we're if we're if we're choosing uniforms in this one, this season Pittsburgh is dominating. Have you been seeing what they've been wearing? I mean, one of the one of the best uniforms in the nation right now, and you just just 
the alternates have been really cool and uh yeah i don't i don't really like how matt ryan has been playing in the nfl so i think think that's rubbing off badly for for boston college so uh Give me the give me the Pittsburgh Panthers in this one. Now hold on a minute. I I've seen Pittsburgh's jerseys, but have you seen Boston College jerseys? They got a beautiful color scheme. Really a beautiful nice. color scheme. Yeah. Red and gold is disgusting. Oh my goodness. The Washington Football Team, whatever you want to call them, worst NFL jerseys. Whoa, worst whoa, NFL jerseys. They, they they are in uniforms and in, in in a hole are really cool. No numbers no, on the helmet. No. And the, the co- red and gold. No, the color scheme is disgusting. I'm a big red and gold no. guy. There's a reason. There's a reason that that every every mainstream favorite uniforms are normal colors, and they they stay they keep it simple. And red and yellow is not one of them. Hold on a minute. Pittsburgh's got mustard yellow. No, no. Mustard yellow. No, no. Pittsburgh, those are throwback jerseys. Pittsburgh is navy. Pittsburgh is navy. So they can't even spell the whole name out on their helmet. I I love Pitt. Give me the traditional red and gold. Give me Boston College. They barely lost to UNC, which we're really high on. They had a really good game. They're running power. You know, A.J. Dillon, Packers. Future great. He's he was on that team. Give me Boston College. If I if I'm wrong again, if we ever have Pitt again, I will never not pick Pitt if they win again because I would I would be over two against Pitt and I would apologize to them publicly on the next episode. Now the next game, big one for us, the Red River rivalry, Texas and OU. Normally every year this has really high stakes, but unfortunately this year. Because Texas has lost a game, OU has lost two games, and they're playing so early, not super high stakes, but for each other, it's a big game. They get that gold cowboy hat. Everybody likes to put it on. They can keep it at their school for a year. Uh, OU won it last year, so the hat's at their place. Who are you going for Texas OU? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big game, uh, regardless of your record. You know, the Red River rivalry is, is a big one. Uh, it's at the State Fair. Unfortunately, that won't be going on, but... Uh, Dalton, I'm going to be honest, okay? I don't care if OU is averaging 60 points a game and they're the number one team in the nation. I ain't picking OU ever in anything. So give me the Longhorns. Sam Ellinger bounces back, wins this one, and is and is starting his Big 12 championship run this weekend. Now, hear me out, Hump. I love don't Texas. Do it. Don't I do love it. Texas. Don't. I had them number four at don't, the end of the year. Don't do it. I had them number four at the end of the year. But once again, every year they disappoint me. Don't every single it. year. Now, you said your stat. The last time OU was lost twice was 1998. When was the last time they've lost three in a row? It's not happening this year. OU is winning. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I can't believe you Spencer did it. Rattler is going to have a better game than dude, Sam Ellinger. Dude. Texas defense does not look very good. I mean, man, they lost to TCU. Nothing against TCU, but come on. Give me OU. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State, okay? Kansas State always upsets people. I, well, TCU is better than Kansas State. That's true. But I can't, I can't see OU I can't, I winning can't, or losing three games in a row. I can't believe I'm sitting beside you right now. I know y'all can't see it. 
I'm throwing the horns down That's for the day. That's unbelievable. Disrespect. I'm so mad at Dalton Texas. Dalton is king bandwagoner. <laughs> Whichever way the wind's blowing is which way Dalton runs. I, I Boy, just, I don't, I, I don't want. I was the one that put them four. No, in and the and and they lose one game and you're jumping ship. Well, yeah. No, they're I can't. so disappointing. Nope, I'm game. so mad. I can't at them. even talk about this anymore. Horns down. Unbelievable. Go Sooners. Go. Whatever I hope, they say. What, I hope, Sooners. I hope, what they say. <laughs> I hope whatever wagon you ride to class this week, just break. Down. Spencer Rattler for Heisman after unbelievable he <laughs> after he beats God. Texas by seventy five. Hate Texas forever. Just kidding. I love I'll love Texas next week, but I'm mad at them. I this wouldn't week. even I'm jokingly not say that, Dalton. I, I I refuse to pick them this week after they disappointed me and made my take look stupid of having them number four. How foolish have I to believe in them again? So goodbye, OU. Just for one week, I'm voting against Texas. Wow. The next game, SEC matchup. Normally would be a good matchup, but this year not so much. Florida versus AM. Florida looking like a big dog. AM is looking like a puppy. <laughs> I think we both know who we're going with this one. Who are we picking, Florida and AM? So uh, I'm going to stay with my AM prediction uh, that I had last week. Uh, I think the closest this game is is about five minutes before kickoff. Uh, it'll get to be 0 0. You know, AM is going to do all their rah rah, six boom ba stuff uh, the night before. And, you know, Kyle Field's going to be rocking, I'm sure. But Kyle Trask doesn't care. And the Gators absolutely chomp the Texas A&M fight Maggies. Yeah, I'm going the same as you. I'm going Florida. You know, last week I said, oh, A&M can make a run. They're going to keep it close with Alabama. No, sorry, not against Florida. They have two people in the Heisman running. One is a tight end. When's the, last, when's the next time you're ever going to see that? Kyle Pitts is the answer. Kyle Trask is the answer. They have a great running game. Great defense, great offense. Florida's going to beat A&M by $300 million. It's going to be an awful game. I'll be skipping it at halftime. The next game, we got our boys, UNC. They're facing Virginia Tech. Now, uh, Virginia Tech loses or beats Duke in a close matchup. UNC beats Boston College in a close matchup. So both had close matchups last week. Who are we going for this one? Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the, uh, the best color combination in the nation. Uh, I've got a bit of a jersey theme going today. I don't know why I'm, I'm I'm thinking that way, but North Carolina Blue is unbeatable, and it ain't it ain't starting this week. Sam Howell and Mac Brown get the win in this one. Yeah, those powder blues are some special, ooh, ooh. and they got the Jordan brand. Ooh. Love what they're doing. Big time UNC fan this year. I think they're going to beat Virginia Tech. Give me UNC in an easy one. Next one. This could be a surprising matchup. Tennessee versus Georgia. We've been talking about the hype Tennessee has gotten. Georgia and Stetson Bennett, you know, they the bull, are the Bulldogs back. We've got to find out. This is a, a proven game for Tennessee. Are you believing in the miracle or are you sticking with the favorites? Man, I'm uh, going to have to live with what I said on uh, not jumping on the Tennessee train. And so uh, give me the Bulldogs in this one. I'm not, I'm not super excited about the Bulldogs, but they're going to win this week. Yeah, I'm going Georgia as well. Even if Stetson Bennett doesn't play out, they still have JT Daniels, who I've been hyping up this whole year. So I still think their offense is powerful. They have a great defense. Don't know if Tennessee's ready yet, but they're coming, but not this year. Give me the Bulldogs. And our final matchup could be one of the best games of the of the decade. We have Miami versus Clemson. Miami number seven. Clemson is number one. Miami hasn't looked this dominant in a long time. Clemson is the favorite, as always. Is there going to be an upset, or is it going to be number one rolling through? Dalton, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that this might be, you know, an early, an early picket game of the year. 
Uh, I think there's I think there's two outcomes that can happen in this one. I think option A is it's a really tight game from from start to finish, and this this is an instant classic. Two great quarterbacks in the nation going going toe to toe, battling it out to to uh, become the favorites in the ACC. And option B is that my boy Trevor Lawrence says, I don't care who we play. I'm going to keep the same stats. I'm going to keep whooping people. I'm going to go win a Heisman, and I'm going to go win a national championship and be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And for that, give me the Tigers. All right, huh? Don't do it. All I'm, right, tired, huh? I'm tired of the hotness today. Look, Dalton. you, I, I preach it every year. I don't make safe picks. Dalton. All right? I don't make safe picks. I do sometimes. Okay, I do sometimes. I respect that with a with a four-game lead that you're about to do this. I respect it, but no way I'm picking against Dabo Sweeney. De'Aaron King Ooh. and that offense is so hot. And this is what it's going to come down to. It might come down to one stop. All it's going to take is a defense needs one stop. Am I putting my? Am I picking Miami's defense and that chain over Clemson? You bet I am. Give me Miami in the upset of the century. I think I I think Clemson's going to lose one game this year, and if it's one game, it's going to be to this hot Miami team. I'm all on board the U. Somebody give me a turnover chain. I want Miami this this game. I believe it. As the king, you got to listen to me. Hear me out. I've been doing so well. And I'm continue it. I know when it when it's coming, and it's coming. Clemson's too comfortable on that throne. Miami's coming to take it and gonna rip it off. The old school you. Give me De'Aaron King and the Hurricanes. I just I just can't get behind that. There's no way I'm picking against Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think think they run the table pretty handily this year and and win the 2020 national title. And when when this loss happens, you gonna you gonna hear. I'm gonna apologize. apologize. I'm gonna apologize. Apologize. It, now let me ask you this: If De'Aaron King wins this game. Is he the number one in the Heisman running? Yes, I think he's the number. I think he's the the front runner in the Heisman at, at this point. If he wins, could be a really interesting game. It could, like you said, it could go either way. It could be a shootout or it could be a blowout. It's definitely going to come down to which defense is going to make that one or two stops that needed for that to happen. Now, before we get to the NFL, I always forget it. Not this week, Humph. It's all you. It's fantasy time. You know, we had a. Couple really good performances, couple bad performances. I know my Packers, none of our guys was in there, so fantasy was struggling for people that had Packer fans or Packer players. So, uh, Hump, this is your time. Let's go. Fantasy football. Okay. Uh, Dak Prestott continues his reign of terror at the quarterback position. I wish the Cowboys could say the same, but as far as fantasy is concerned, Dak Prescott is absolutely killing it. He's the number one quarterback this year, hands down. Uh, Behind him, Josh Allen had a good week. Russell Wilson continues to have a good week. Aaron Rodgers has a great week. I think he finished second in points overall quarterback standings uh, at the running back position this week. A name that we haven't heard in a long time, but we've been we've been looking for. Mr. Joe Mixon, three touchdowns. That's big time. Alvin Kamara continues his reign of terror. He has another touchdown. That's seven NFL league leading most at the receiver position. Uh, Stephon Diggs has another big game. A couple of disappointing ones too, though. You know, Calvin Ridley, no catches this week. Julio Jones comes out of the first quarter with an injury. Uh, no Devontae Adams this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was a little bit disappointing. And so Michael Thomas doesn't play this week. So a lot of the a lot of the receiving powers in the NFL were no-shows this week. Uh, I know 
The rookie, the rookie running backs didn't didn't do as much as they've been doing. Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if you're a big tight end person, you know Darren Waller had a, caught a lot of balls. Noah Fant had a decent week. Uh, Travis Kelsey, per usual. George Kittle, stud week. Glad that he's back. Mark Andrews, stud week. Catches two touchdowns in a win for Baltimore. Hold uh, on, I know. I'm getting Get there. there. I'm you, getting there. I was, I was How do you say it? Tanya, Robert Tanya. Three touchdowns for the big man. He said, I'm next George Kittle. I'm a fantasy stud. Put me on your team. Uh, If you do defenses, the Kansas City Chiefs and Tyron Matthew came to play. And that's all we've got for fantasy football this week. I hope that your team's going good. Judging by the injuries and all the corona stuff we've got going on, it's probably not going good. Except for me, I'm 4-0, the second time in my uh, my fantasy lifetime. 4-0 is tough to do, so hopefully I can keep it going and uh, let you guys know. Yeah, and you were telling me that in your fantasy league, you have a big matchup come that could potentially be historic for your fantasy league. We'll talk about next week if it ends up being in the play. Uh, yeah, injuries are killing fantasy. It's a shame, but glad to see players like Robert Tanyan come out and surprise everybody. Definitely want to pick them up. You you were talking about injuries and corona. It's going to be our first topic. The Tennessee Titans. More and more cases are popping up. Now the Patriots have a couple cases. Uh, a couple people in different places are getting it. I know the Patriots almost had to cancel, but they ended up being good. Man, is this COVID stuff going to start affecting the NFL? Well, luckily right now, the only the only team that is is really seeing a lot of uh, downfall from this is the Titans. Uh, you know, Cam Newton contracted it uh, for for New England, um, and they were able they were able to play a game, and so that I think that speaks volumes of of the protocols that the NFL has in place. But you know, they can't they can't really do anything if if twenty guys get it on on one franchise like the Titans, and so. I don't know what they're going to do going forward. You know, you can reschedule games, but when you start getting into two, three, four games, that that's a problem. And so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, do you do you shorten the season to kind of allow for some bye weeks to to be able to move stuff around? Uh, I don't know. I do know that in a year like 2020, you got to stay on your toes. Uh, if you're, you know, not even a, t- not you know, it doesn't even affect Tennessee only. It affects the teams that they're playing. And so you know, I think they play Buffalo this week. Well. That might be different. Who knows? Yeah, and that's really going to affect also the standings is the players that have to sit out. You know, Cam Newton has to sit out. Uh, Brian Hoyer comes in, and they end up losing the game. So it really affects these important games that they need, especially with people having to sit on that COVID IR, whatever they want to call it, that that little list of people that can't play. Uh, Another news in the NFL, Texans 0-4. Bill O'Brien gone as GM and head coach. Romeo Cornell, their longtime defensive coordinator, he was like their associate head coach. He's now the interim. Big change. Do you think this is going to change the Texans? I know uh, Romeo's been coaching forever. He he knows the game. Uh, how how big do you think Bill O'Brien leaving is going to affect the Texans? Well, Dalton, again, the second time this episode, it seems like uh, I know two guys that uh, were pretty high on this happening earlier in the year. But I don't think the Texans are an 0-4 talent team. I think they're a lot better than that. But... 0-4 is is definitely going to be a tough hole to climb out of. Um, but it can be done. You know, you get hot here. You've got a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson. You've got a you got a decent defense led by J.J. Watt. Uh, I know Zach Cunningham is, is one of the top linebackers in the NFL right now with over 45 tackles. And so, 
you know, I, I think they're going to be able to piece some wins together. Maybe, maybe a change of pace with Romeo Cornell can can you know get some wins going. Like you said, he's kind of an NFL coach journeyman, if you will. And so, don't 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 count the Texans out just yet. Yeah, and you're talking about uh, J.J. Watt. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's looking a little unhappy in his in his interviews and how he's how he's acting. Good to see him in the green ah, and yellow. I saw your tweets. Good Get to see him in the green. He, he needs to come here. home Get and play for here. his mom and dad. Ah, he, he, he don't want to be a cheese. Now, let me ask you this. You know, there's been a lot of speculation that if, if J.J. Watt was to leave, he'd go to the Steelers. Could you see him playing for the Steelers, and would that uh, boost their defense by a lot? Oh, it would definitely boost their defense. You'd have the Watt brothers, the what would we call that? The the Watt wall. That's put, <laughs> put it on a t-shirt. The Watt we wall. Trademark put it on a t-shirt. If that happens, you heard it here first, walk on radio. But yeah, Pittsburgh's defense is uh, one of the top in the league. I think Pittsburgh is definitely a uh, an NFL contender this year. Now let me bounce back on that. Could you see JJ Watt leaving the Houston Texans? I know he he's not the same Watt that he was when he was winning Defensive Player of the Year three times in a row, sack records. Is he, do you see him staying in Houston for the rest of his career? Or could you see him going with his brothers or going back home to Green Bay, going somewhere else? Man, I, I don't. I, I see him I see him retiring as a Houston Texan. He's At this point, he's probably the greatest player uh, in franchise history. And so I, I know I know that's near and dear to his heart. Uh, I've heard him talk about his love for Houston. You know, he did a lot of work when, when the Hurricanes hit, stuff like that. And so, no, I, I don't see him leaving. Yeah, and and another name that was getting popped up around is J.J. Watt going to Chicago. His his now wife is playing soccer in Chicago. A lot of people are saying, oh, he'll go to the Bears with her. Khalil Mack and J.J. Watt, that could be really dirty too. But you never know where he's going to end up. And we were talking about Bill O'Brien getting booted. Someone else just got booted. Washington football team has put Dwayne Haskins to third string. That means Alex Smith is a backup quarterback now. Kyle Allen gets to start. A lot of people saw that coming. You know, Ron Rivera and the Panthers, Kyle Allen was playing there. He comes with them, ends up starting. Man, what's going on with Dwayne Haskins? Is, you know, he comes in with a – he gets drafted by a coach. Is on his way out. He gets brought in with this new coach. Is it him struggling? Is he in a bad situation? Or is Haskins just not the answer? He's a bum. And, uh, and, uh, and honestly, uh, he had really impressive stats in college. But I never – I don't know. I thought it was more of a, hey, I've got really incredible guys around me uh, being at Ohio State. He, I mean, he, he really reminded me of like a Cordell Jones, you know. Cordell Jones won a national championship for Ohio State, but obviously that didn't translate to the NFL. And I think, I think Dwayne Haskins is talented. I just think that his his ceiling was so high, and so he, you know, he's not going to live up to the hype. Uh, unfortunately for. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. It looks like Washington might be in the market for a new quarterback. Now, Kyle Allen, is he going to be able to change Washington around, or are they just no, trying no. to get through this year? No, just trying to get through this year. It's going to be a long 2020, that's for sure. And how about Alex Smith? Alex Smith might end up playing some football at, in, in this year. Is, is that crazy or not? It's crazy, Dalton. I'm not going to lie. Uh you know, God, God bless him. That's 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 really big time that he was able to come back from from such a horrific injury. Almost lost his leg. Um, boy, I, I don't know about you, but I'd be I'd be pretty nervous getting back in there. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. Every time he gets hit, I'm getting nervous. Something bad could happen. But uh, interesting. We'll see. We'll keep up with the Washington football team. Let's run through some scores a little bit. Well, first, let's talk about our teams. Now, I know a tough tough subject for you this week. The Cowboys lose to the Browns 49 to 38. The Browns put up 49 points. The Browns. Baker Mayfield, he's I guess he's back. Baker Mayfield's back. Odell Beckham has a great game. 
Ooh. Oh, that was another fantasy guy I didn't talk about. Be- uh, Odell Beckham, unbelievable. What a what a week. Now, Dak Prescott throws for another 500 yards. Your Dak Prescott as MVP, if y'all can run the table, is still a reality. Mike McCarthy as coach of the year? Probably not. Cowboys going to the Super Bowl? Probably not. So uh, let's talk what happened this game, what went on, and why did the Browns put 49 points up against the Cowboys? Dalton, I, I wanna, I'm going to take a different tone today than I have in the past about the Cowboys. I'm not going to be you know, overly optimistic, but I am optimistic about, about what we can do. But I am going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to yell at the Cowboys here for a second, okay? What we're doing on defense is absolutely and utterly embarrassing in the National Football League. I think the Browns, I think the Browns are overperforming. I think, they're, I think they're maybe living up to what they could have been last year, what a lot of people thought they would be. But they ain't as talented as the Dallas Cowboys. No way. Dallas Cowboys talent, talent is one of the top in the league. But the reality is, is that we're one in three. So that doesn't matter. You are what your record is. And if we don't turn it around uh, like now, then it's going to it's going to be a long year. Uh, you know, we're in a hole right now. Luckily, the NFC East is atrocious. It's the worst division in football. And so, yeah. Cowboys win a couple games right here. I mean, we're we're right back in it. We're 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 in contention talks in my mind. But we have to change the defense. We've got to get better. At this point, I don't know why you. I don't know why you don't go get an Earl Thomas. I, it blows my mind, actually. Um, I mean, I think you're a couple. You're a couple missing pieces away on defense, and I know we have injuries. But dude, you've got a guy that is not only the most yards through three weeks in the history of the NFL passing, Dak Prescott. But through the history of the NFL in four weeks, he set the record. And I'd be willing to bet through the history of the NFL in five weeks, he's going to set the record. He's on pace. I saw it today. He's on pace to throw for 6,700 yards, Dalton. <laughs> 6,700 yards. Do I think that's going to happen? No. But good grief. I mean, we're a quarter of the way through the season, and you've got a quarterback that's worth a billion dollars right now. And and you've got you've got Amari Cooper who's playing the best football he's played. Ceedee Lamb who's living up to all the hype. Michael Gallup who's a, a solid player who has more yards than Alan Lazard. Oh, might I add? Don't get me but started on that. We're not able to get Zeke the ball because we're getting down by so much. You know he's not he's not getting the carries that he normally has, and I think that's showing. Uh, you know I appreciate the fight in the Cowboys to come back. You know they got it within one possession going to the fourth. It was forty-one to fourteen. Wow, and we came back. So. Gotta appreciate the fight, but we gotta start winning ball games, and that that starts this weekend against the Giants. Yeah, look, I you can ask anybody. I'm the biggest Dak hater of all time. I I never thought he was a franchise quarterback. I never thought he was a guy. Wow, he he's really surprising me. He's throwing 500 yards a game. He's looking really good out there. Man, y'all gotta do something. You can't have a quarterback throwing like that and still be losing games like that. Uh, so definitely gotta keep with the Cowboys. Hopefully they can. Hopefully they can beat the Giants. We're not at a, oh, this is going to be a Giants win. Hopefully, they can be the Giants. Daniel Jones can come out, have a game of his life. But without Saquon Barkley, the Giants are probably the worst team in the NFL. I I mean, I think that I'm pretty positive they beat the Giants. But at this point, I'm not chalking up anything as a win. Yeah, it's crazy that the the Eagles are the first in the division because of a tie. And they're they're terrible. It's awful. They're they're bad. Terrible division. They're worse than Dallas, I really think. Oh, yeah. And I really, I mean, don't, I mean, Dallas is bad. Let's not let's not pretend that Dallas is bad. But again, the reality is they are one and three. So it doesn't doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. They are one and three in the National Football League. One hundred percent. And the Eagles, the Eagles are bad. Their offensive they're bad. line is they're awful. Bad. Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz is, is not awful. good. He's not good. No, the Eagles they have no receivers. 
They might be tanking for Trevor, too. With the, I think everyone in the <laughs> NFC East are tanking for Trevor. Trevor Lawrence will be in the NFC East market. Walk on Radio says so. But Walk on Radio is also saying, I cannot wait for what Dak Prescott is going to do with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Oh, when that man hits God. free agency. Dalton. When that man hits free agency, he is oh going to the Patriots, God. and I will be so nervous for the Dak AFC. is probably going to be the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL next season by the Dallas Cowboys. Well, if they didn't pay him this year, why would they pay him next year? Because they're going to. That's just I, I don't he you, he turned down some big contracts. He wants a lot more than dude, what he's worth. It people. It's such a misconception, you know, saying we didn't pay him whatever. The franchise tag is is overpaying a player. That's it's it's the league average of the top five players in that position. So I think Dak got upwards of thirty two million this year. Well, good grief. $32 million? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's also one of those things where it's like, well, we don't want to give you what you want, so we'll just tag you so we can have you for another year just in case. If, like, I, if I'm Dak, then I'm, I'm the glad. Patriots. No, if I'm Dak, I'm glad that happened because I'm about to throw for 6,000 yards <laughs> and lead this team to a playoffs. I'm, he's, he's about to get a huge payday next offseason. And that, that is true. If he ends up doing what you want him to do, he'd probably be worth more than he was asking for before. Oh, oh, no question. But put him on a Patriots team with Dude. a good defense and an actual Dude. good offense. Dude, get out of he's here. He's going to look great. Get out of here. First Can't, Cam Newton, no, now Dak Prescott. No, no, but no. But we're too busy talking about losing teams. <laughs> Let's talk about the second best team in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers. Who would have thought? I'm going to put my stamp on that. I agree. Who would have thought? I think the Packers are the second best team in the league. I'll say this every week. I said the Saints were going to the Super Bowl because I didn't want to be that fan. And how much of a fool I am. Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, and he said, you know, we've all been saying it, but he said to himself, bad years for me are career years for other quarterbacks. Ooh, spicy. And this ain't no bad year for the boy. No. Let me tell you something. This last week. All of his receivers were undrafted or fourth, fifth round. Boy throws for a has a great game. Now, the Falcons had two safeties that were called up the day before from the practice practice squad to play. So, okay, I'll give the Falcons that. They have a lot of injuries, couldn't do a lot. But this is another thing. Calvin Ridley, Jair Alexander had him locked up. Calvin Ridley had zero catches. That's really impressive. Our offense, Robert Tanyan, a tight end probably no one's heard about except for me, three touchdowns. He's been training with George Kittle. They're like best friends. They both got a man bun. Come on now. Aaron Rodgers is looking the best he's ever looked. Aaron Jones looks the best he's ever looked. Let me, let me ask you this. A lot of people aren't doing this. Why haven't we put Matt LaFleur in one of the best coaches in the NFL right now conversation? And well, how come he's not in the running for coach of the year? No one's talking about how good I think he Matt is. LaFleur is. I mean, lost. I think he is at this point. He's only lost three games in his, in his two years of coaching. That's really well. Uh, we have a bye week this week, which, oh, my God, we need. We have a lot of injuries. Devontae Adams is out. And, you know, a little bet, I'm going to I'm gonna call it off. I'm, I'm yeah, officially, yeah, you're not calling it off. I'm going to officially call it off. Alan Lazard is in the IR for three weeks, and that's crucial. I, I can't let that happen. Gallup only had, like, 27 yards, but, I mean, he's not going to play for three weeks. So I'm calling this bet off. <laughs> if he would have stayed healthy, Alan Lazard would have had more yards. But you know what? Whatever. I'll give uh, Gallup what he needed. Let's run through some scores real quick. Uh, the Broncos, they beat the Jets 37-28. to Nobody really cared for that game. Terrible Broncos game. Broncos get their first Two win. Two really bad teams. Sam uh, Donald, still terrible. Sam Donald. The Jets might be – Jets or Giants, who's the worst team in the NFL? 
Just the just the city of New York, period. Just, just both. Trevor Lawrence is going to New York. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not just the NFC East. Trevor Lawrence is going to New York. Confirmed. Mark it. The Saints, they beat the Lions 35 to 29. Good matchup. Saints, okay, they're starting to make a little comeback. Lions is, I don't I the Saints are not as good as as what I thought they were gonna Drew be. Drew Brees, this might be his last year. He's not looking he great. Might be out the but door. Luckily, Alvin Kamara is probably the best running back in the league at this point. Behind Aaron weeks. Jones. Get out. Behind, <laughs> Get behind out. Aaron Jones. Get out. The Bucks they beat the Chargers thirty eight to thirty one. Man, let me tell you, Justin Herbert yes, is the truth. The truth. The franchise truth. quarterback. I think Ty, poor Tyrod Taylor. That doctor has screwed Ty, him over. Tyrod the, Taylor has had the worst run of luck ever. Never gets the credit he deserves. He leads a crappy Buffalo Bills team to a playoffs, and the fans hate him for whatever reason. I, I've I've always been a Tyrod Taylor believer. I loved him at Virginia Tech, but dude. What a terrible run of luck for that guy. Stabbed in the lung? <laughs> Stabbed in the lung? And he's not going to get his job back because Justin Herbert is, in fact, the truth. And if I remember correctly, was he your rookie of the year? He, he was my rookie of the year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he'll be able to beat Joe, but he's the truth. I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be. I think he'll be in the charge for a couple years now. He ain't going to be Tua. <laughs> it's not going to be Tua, for <laughs> you sure. you got to play to win it. <laughs> Bengals, they beat the Jags 30, 33-25. Joe Burrow finally gets his first win. Good for him. I picked him rookie of the year. Good it's looking him. like it's going to come through. He's been fighting for his life. He finally gets uh, a good win. He gets hit really, really hard, unfortunately. Man, the Jags are bad, but they're not the worst no, team. No, they're not. They're, they're not they're, getting Trevor, that's for sure. They're not getting Trevor, but I don't know that Gardner Minshew is not the answer. He's really playing some pretty good football. Yeah, I think I think they finally got a good quarterback. They build around him. Maybe they got something. Vikings and the and the Texans, that was our, one of our pickums. We were both wrong. The Vikings end up being the Houston Texans. Man, they're sloppy game from both of them. Dalvin Cook is leading the NFL in rushing yards. Yep. We're both big on Dalvin Cook. I I know him because I have to play him. Talk about a talk about a terrible take on me saying that they were going to dominate the NFC North. Yeah, I know, awful take. I tried to tell you, but you don't you don't you, you but like you, but even cousin. but even you but even you you couldn't have guessed that they'd be one and no, three at this. point. I couldn't have guessed that the Bears would have been better than the Vikings. They're not at all. I still don't have them ahead of the Vikings. Well, record record shows record shows. I think they are the worst three and one team ever. I I hope Houston bounces back. But, uh, you know, both teams bad this year. We'll see how it goes. Seahawks, they beat the Dolphins 31-23. to Everyone saw that coming. Pretty close, though. I, you know, the, the Dolphins really really kept that one close. I think Jamal Adams not playing for the Seahawks really had a big impact in that one. Yeah, Russell Wilson is still, I think, uh, second place in the MVP running behind Aaron Rodgers. I, honestly, I would have said coming into this last week, Russell Wilson's definitely the MVP. But it's Aaron Rodgers right now, I'd say, through the quarter of the season. And another pick'em game, MVP running. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they beat the Raiders 30 to 23. The Bills still haven't lost a game yet. Man, Josh Allen, is he is he third place or is he above Russell Wilson? Oh man. He's probably third place still, but definitely um the Bills are, are looking like a great Cinderella team for me this year. Yeah, Derek Carr said he's tired of losing. Hopefully there'll be a little bounce back for the Raiders. We both had a mid mid tier, but they've kind of surprised. They've done did better than I thought they would do. Uh the Cardinals, man, they lose to the Panthers 31 to 21. That is not a good look it's for two, my uh, two bad losses in a row for Car- the Cardinals. My hot take on the Cardinals is not looking good, but uh, you know, Kyler Murray is still doing what he did. I think DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, so that was also a big factor. We He he played. He 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 got hurt in week uh 3. And he played in week four, but he he didn't look the same. Yeah, he, they they're saying that with this week five he'll be much healthier. So hopefully the Cardinals will be able to bounce back. Uh, Ravens beat Washington. Everyone saw that coming. Thirty-one to seventeen. Washington. We'll see Kyle Allen playing next week. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the Giants they lose to the Rams seventeen to nine. 
Rams, they're winning games. They they are still in the running. Giants, New York sucks. We all hate New York. Colts, they lose. They win a close one against the Bears. I had the Bears em. winning. Yep. You had the Colts winning. Kind of sloppy game by both of them. Kind of a boring matchup. Nick Foles did not do what he was was everyone thought he was going to do. I want to say that Philip Rivers is awful. He is so? old. I, he is is slow. He's inaccurate, and I think we need to start the hashtag bring Brissett back. Honestly, <laughs> uh, because I think the Colts have really good players. I, their run game is is one of the best in the NFL. Just they have a staple of running backs and probably the best offensive line in the league. But Philip Rivers is awful. Uh, they don't need Jacoby Brissett because they have Eason, who I've been very big on from Washington. The hashtag bring Brissett back. It's mm, time. No sir. Put it on shirt. Now let me ask you this: AFC South, Titans or Colts? Especially now the Titans, you know, COVID. They we don't know how many games are they might mm. have to lose. Pro uh, cancel games. Mm. Give me the Titans. I'll 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 keep Ryan Tannehill and uh, Derrick Henry at the front of that division. But uh, I think I think the Colts could make a run at at a playoff spot. Uh, so another team we had the 49ers. They beat the Eagles twenty to twenty five. Um, George Kittle. Stud, he finally comes back. He shows why he is one of the best tight ends in the game next to Travis Kelsey and Robert Tanyan from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Pats and Chiefs, we had another pick game. Man, Pats, they could have had a – do you think they have a better game if Cam Newton's playing? Or Absolutely. Or was this a Chiefs win? No, I, I'm, it's still probably a Chiefs win, but this is, this is probably an instant classic uh, if Cam plays. Yeah, so the Pats, it's good to see that Cam Newton is doing well. Hopefully he gets to come back soon. Chiefs are still the number one team in the NFL. Uh, like we said, not a lot of good games. There was four games that I, I, I brought up, and we're not picking this. It's not going to be in our official record. But I wanted to ask you, uh, Bucks versus Bears, who do you got? Give me the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bears are really not that good, actually. Yeah, Nick Foles is, is struggling. The Bucks, Tom Brady's finally getting rhythm. Now, we don't know if this game is going to happen, but it could end up being a good game if it does. Titans and Bills, Josh Allen's hot. Titans are hot. Who are you picking for that one? I'll... Uh... I'll, I'll stick with the hot hand bills, for, uh, but I definitely think this could be a good one. You know, maybe the extra week of rest for Tennessee plays a role. Uh, I think they get A.J. Brown back at receiver, but I'll, I'll still take Josh Allen in this one. Uh, the next one, the Colts versus the Browns. The Browns came out hot. They beat your boys by a good one. The Colts, you know, you're not a big fan of Phillip Rivers, but they do have a good run game. Browns defense is okay. Who you got in that game? Man, that's, that is a good game. We could have picked that one, uh, but uh, – Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts on the road in this one. I think, I think Philip Rivers is going to hear all the mess I've been talking this week and uh, hopefully come out and play a little better and beat the Browns. Man, you're lucky this wasn't a pick em because I'm disagreeing with you. I'm going Browns. I think Baker's finally getting rhythm. And we I'm, can make it a pick em. You we want can, it? Yeah, well, let's add it in there. We'll, right. we'll have one NFL game. How about that? So Colts-Browns. I'm going Browns. I think uh, they're on a hot streak. Baker Mayfield's doing really good. You know, They still have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham's finally doing something. So give me the Browns. And the last game I threw in there was Chargers versus Saints. You know, Saints have looked very disappointing. Chargers, they're a little wishy-washy. They look good, but they're not winning these games. Who would you pick between Saints and Chargers? You know, I don't see the Chargers winning this one on Monday Night Football, but I do see Justin Herbert playing another good game. Uh, and I think think it's going to be very similar to him and the Bucs. Uh, you know, kind of kind of just lose to the the better veteran quarterback at the end. But Justin Herbert, I think, think can be, be a special player. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Chargers because your whole little jersey thing because their powder blues are pretty saucy. The The Chargers are looking good in, in the uniforms category. The, Saint, the Saints all-whites are pretty nice too, though. That's that's a good-looking jersey. See, I'm more of the – I'm the black and gold kind of guy. I like okay. when you go the all-blacks. Okay. But okay. Uh, the Saints do have a really good color. So that was this week. We got a really good college football week coming up. 
We got some good, okay NFL games. You know, my Packers are on bye week, so I don't get nothing entertained to watch. You got a pretty easy game, hopefully, against let's, the Giants. Uh, let's, not, let's not sell it off yet, dog. It'll be, uh, it'll be all college football for us uh, next week. I'm hoping Miami can pull off this miracle. You know, Texas OU. I hate five, picking Texas. Five different picks this week, so could could be a swing week. This this could be the one week. You're, you could, you could were be really behind, week. and you had a great great week. You had a little comeback. This could be the change. Uh, how you feeling this last episode? And what's your last thought? Ah, uh, man, I you know happy happy that we get to do another one, man. I'm glad that football's back, and uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time when uh, Miami gets a dub. Go use it, go Kings. <laughs>